0: It ain't the but you ruined it. me right, guys,
1: welcome back to the Race Rally Podcast. You're here with your host this week, Nikki T, and our guest, Mr. Lee Gant. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Dude, absolutely. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy CRS week to to give me some time. Always, always for the Midwestern guys. Love it, man. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about that. I know you're from an area that we frequent a lot. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Um, Originally from Columbus, Ohio.
2: And, uh, you know, born and raised there, a little town, about 15 minutes southwest, uh, Grove City, little suburb of Columbus. And so uh, Ohio is kind of my stomping grounds. I yeah. know you all from Pittsburgh. Yeah, so, we love Ohio, uh, though. Same region. <laughs> yeah. You guys love Ohio, and, yeah. uh, and we love you all. So, uh, yeah.
1: It's a, it's a good music scene there in Columbus. Like, I think there's a lot of early adopters in that area.
2: Right, yeah, it's it's underappreciated to be honest yeah. with you. Most people when they think of uh, of Columbus, they don't think of country music. There's a lot of metal bands and right. a lot of a big rock scene there, but um, you know, country has really made a, a big push to take the market share yeah. um, of a lot of music there and we have venues like the Bluestone. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is kind of the second church of country music. And there's yeah. some other, other venues like Flanagan's yeah. that does the big Red White and Country and and a lot of other venues like Sweet Chances Are. Yep. That they do a lot of the uh, up and coming guys from Nashville that come and play acoustic there. So it's crazy to have like a Broadway honky tonk in Columbus, Ohio. But we definitely are blessed there to have great venues and great country
1: music fans. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's it's people don't maybe realize how country a lot of Ohio is, you know. And they they say that about a lot of areas. But um, through the years, I've gone to so many concerts out there. It's Bluestone, Flanagans as well. Flanagans is a great venue. I love those outside shows. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And uh, it's it's neat to meet all the people and see how country they are, you know? They they really are and
2: you know, Ohio as a whole, there's tons of music festivals. Yes. You know, one, one we're gonna talk about here soon, which yeah. is a country concert. they yes. are almost one of the biggest in the country. Yes. And uh, we are fortunate enough this year to be out there playing on the Ohio stage, yes. so looking forward to any fans out there listening. We'd love to see you guys there. Um, we're going to be playing on the Thursday, Cool. so the same day as Kid Rock and, nice. and some other great acts that night. Um, and we,
1: we will be there front row for that. So. Perfect,
2: man. I can't wait to party
1: if, with y'all. If you guys come, you'll be able to see Ray's Rowdy and Lee. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. All the people Ray's Rowdy coming to our show. We're going to love that. Yeah. Well, um, I know like, growing up, like, tell us about how you actually got started playing music. Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, I'm, I've always been
2: musical since I was a little kid. I've always been singing, um, uh, writing songs. And I started out writing R&B songs and boy band songs. It's kind of embarrassing. I used to sing like sync and boys Demand Men and stuff like that growing up. So I have kind of that R&B, you know, really great harmonies, background, um, groups like Rascal Flatts and stuff when they came out. That was really my forte. That's kind of where I came from. And I really didn't get into to writing and singing country music until I was uh a junior in high school. Okay. I worked at Roadhouse Grill, which is not the same as Texas Roadhouse, but um, they're out of business now. But I worked there, and uh, all they played was country music. So yeah. I started singing along to artists like Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney, and kind of that uh, When the Sun Goes Down album, Kenny Chesney oh, time, album. Yeah. He was just kind of breaking into a superstar. Yeah. Um, you know, that those songs just kind of really spoke to my life and what was going on with me then. And that's what really got me into writing and playing country music. And then once I graduated from college, I started a band, and we started playing some shows, and opened up for some cool artists like Chris Young, Thompson Square, Colt Ford. That really, that really got me going as far as this is what I want to do for my life
1: yeah. uh, down that path. So that's really how I got started. Well, I think it's cool, too, because musicians, you can come from anywhere, and the, the love for country music can come from anywhere.
2: Well, the love that I have for it did start pretty early. Uh, my grandma was from Harts Creek, West Virginia, little tiny town where they used to wash their clothes with a washboard. And, yeah. you know, they're very, very, very old school. They didn't even have electric until she was like 18 years old. So, wow. um, She comes from there and so I grew up listening to the radio to you know, Clint Black, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks. Nine, a lot of 90s country and stuff and uh, she was also a huge Vince Gill fan. Yeah, uh, Go Rest High on That Mound is like her favorite all-time song. And so I grew up listening to those guys and early that kind of planted that country music seed in me early. Yeah. Um, but obviously as I, as I grew up I came back to country music I found that and I mean for me that's that's the country part of me I mean she grew up making you know West Virginia cooking and meals and I'm yep. sure you guys being out there in Pittsburgh oh, yeah, I cl- grew you up <laughs> close to West Virginia myself you know all, all fried food
1: and you know collard greens and all kinds of stuff like that so the country in me really comes from that side of the family and her so um, when you've been on the road I know you've been hitting a lot of dates around different areas what's a normal year look like for you dates wise
2: um, you know it's really funny because a normal year for us is, is playing like 150 to 200 dates a year right. And the last two years I've really focused on my songwriting yeah and uh, and really just making some great albums and, and in the industry just trying to make a name for myself. So yeah. we've toned down uh, the number of tour dates we've, we've been playing um, in the last two years really to just kind of hone in on, on our fans and bringing them the best music that we can because yeah. I believe the songwriting you know creating the song and the music is, is where you got to start yeah once you can get those songs to speak to people so I made a concerted effort in the last two years to really focus on my craft of songwriting yeah and uh, creating better songs to connect with the fans and so um, hopefully this next year now that we've run some great songs yeah. we'll have some new music coming out um, we'll be getting back out there on the road and and uh, be road warriors again so yeah. we've played in over 30 different states so That's... I am uh, I'm excited to get back out there and, and see the fans again
1: Yeah. So let's talk about the most recent project that you have. I know you're working on new material now, but let's talk about Casa Boulevard and uh, how that came to be.
2: Yeah, um, well, it's kind of crazy that we didn't have a title for the album. We had five or six songs that we were picking to be on the album. They were already picked out and uh, didn't have a title track. I had no idea when we were going to record them in the studio what the album would be called. And uh, as I mentioned before, my grandmother uh, was a big influence in my life with the country music. She died about three years ago. And uh, the name of the street where I grew up and she lived on was Castle Boulevard. Okay. So I spent a lot of summers over there. You know, we used to build stages in the backyard. We put on concerts for the neighbors and <laughs> right. kids and stuff like that. And uh, so it was a big part of me. I wanted her to be part of that. You know, my debut coming out, you know, this yeah. is who I am. And uh, I tried to write that song for three years since she died. And I, every time I sat down, i just crumpled up the paper and throw it away. I just, it, it didn't do it justice. You know, yeah. you, when you write that song, it's got to be right. So two weeks before we were going to the studio, I sat down on the couch and wrote Casa Boulevard and uh, brought it to the producer, a guy we were working with at Warner Brothers, and uh, he loved it. He said, that's going to be the title track of the album. We need to tell your story. Uh, This is who you are, and and that's what we want. We want you every interview you go to, everything. We want them to know who you are, who LeGain is. And so we put that song out there, and that's a heartfelt song for me. I mean, you know, her biggest thing, you know, the Holy Grail for her, it wasn't, you know, selling... You know, have a platinum album, a platinum single, or sound on all these dates. For her, it was playing the Grand Ole Opry. She's yeah. from West Virginia. You, you play in the Grand Ole Opry, you've made it. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. It doesn't matter what you do after that. <laughs> and so, uh, hoping to get that chance in the next year or two to yeah. play the Grand Ole Opry, and, and if I do, I won't have to worry about what song I'm going to sing, because it's definitely going to be that one. to thank her for uh, steering me down this path, and then supporting me all those years, and coming out to shows, and uh, keeping me going, because it's yeah. a tough business. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. Got to have those supporters, and those people who
1: are behind you, and carrying a torch for you absolutely yeah doing it the way you're doing it and really pushing you got to have that team around you too absolutely you know regardless if you're an independent artist or you got a huge label it doesn't matter either way you got to have the right people pushing all in the same direction it's all about that yeah so let's talk about your single man This ruin this town.
2: Yeah. yeah um it, it's kind of crazy how that song came about because, like I said, I'm a songwriter. Yeah. And that song is actually the song I had least to do with okay. <laughs> uh, on the album. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I'm also uh, an artist. Yeah. And sometimes when, you know, you hear a good song, you just have to run with it. That's you know, Because it. it tells a story. It told the story better than I could with what I had, you know, to, to lead with. And so um, it's funny how I got the song. This kind of tells a story of how, I, and eventually, you know, signed my record deal and publishing deal. But um, I met a lady named Heidi Hamels. Um, while I was working on putting my album together there at Warner Brothers, she was working with the producer, a guy named Zach Malloy. Okay. Uh, Zach was in the Nixons, and he's written songs with Chris Daughtry, he's done stuff with Tim McGraw, Blake Shelton, um, but I was working with him there, and i had been coming down writing with him once, twice a month, came in one day, and he said, hey, he said, I've got this lady, her husband's a professional baseball player, Yeah. and, uh, you know, she's been writing songs here, she's looking for young talent to write with, and, you know, to help develop, and he, he said, I think that you know, you should meet her. Because at that point, we had had enough money to, like, just make the album. We had no idea how we were going to market it. Right. You know, and that's part of You know, you got to have oh, yeah. that part of it. So, you know, this producer said, I think you guys could help each other out. Because she needs a, a couple of, you know, male singers to sing demos for her for these songs she's written. He goes, if you come back next week, you know, I'll pay you to come back down and sing these demos. And more importantly, uh, I'll give you an intro with her. Yeah. So... I came back down, and the first song I, I sang on, the demo, was Ruined This Town. <laughs> and uh, kind of ballsy, I walked in, and you know the, the songwriter and me had notes. <laughs> so I walked in to do the demo, and I had already had like a notepad, and I said, well, I'm going to at least ask them. You know, they could say no, but I came in and I said, well, I would change this here, this here. And, and we did it a couple times, and they, they took all the notes that I put in, and they put it in the song, and that's how I actually became a songwriter on it. I, I <laughs> fine-tuned it a little bit, because uh, the bones were there, but... Um, they really thought that was cool that I came in and I put as much thought into it, you know, as a demo singer yeah, to actually try to make the song better. Um, and so I did that and a couple dinners later with Heidi, you know, I got an email the next week that basically just said, I don't know what this looks like, but I want to help you with your career. Uh, whatever we got to do, it might take two years. It might take five years, but um, I think you've got talent. I just think you haven't had the the people behind you to push you yeah. uh, to get you where you need to be. So, uh, and so, basically, at that point, you know, that song, we kind of ran with that song as, as my single, which is, which is funny. It wasn't even going to be my song, so...
1: it's a, But it's a great song, too, and I think when I was looking at it and saw you guys hit the Spotify playlist yeah. on uh, New Boots, yeah, and just getting the streams that you got, I mean, tons... I don't know what it Do you know what the streams are at?
2: It's, a, it's at, like, a million
1: sixty right now. That's crazy. And, I'm, I mean...
2: It is crazy because, you know, when you look at it in the context of all the major label artists are getting millions of streams, right. it's not a big deal. But for us, you know, we literally had a staff of three people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, to be able to get on New Boots, Wild Country, yep. um, to, to chart on Music Row, at, you know, we got the 35 there and we're 53 on, on Billboard. I mean, as an indie label with, with zero promotion staff, you know, that that's pretty amazing. We started making some waves. Yeah. And... Uh, you know when you're able to do that it it speaks to the music you know think of what we could do you know if we did have that staff behind us and we had those people pushing us so that's really catapulted us into 2019 and and what we've got going on we've brought in with our label you know a a good staff of people and uh, I'm I'm focusing like I said on my songwriting but um, I can't wait to share the new music that we're writing and, and that we're getting from some of the other artists and songwriters here in Nashville it's gonna blow you all away
1: yeah heck yeah who are some of the art, uh, songwriters that you write with frequently? I know you said
2: um, a new guy in town, Ryland Fisher, Bryce Mims, a um, couple guys I've been writing with. Um, ironically enough, I know this is kind of a lost art, but I write with my band. Um, I know Eric Church does that a lot. Yeah, you know, a few artists do that, but it's kind of a lost art. People yeah. don't do that anymore. But um, my guitarist Eric Gannis and uh, my uh, drummer Brian Collins, I write with those guys because they know me better than anybody else. You know, yeah. they have been out on the road with me. They play with me for a while, and so you know, we've been writing some great music. Um, with those guys but I'm also writing with some older guys like George Dukas you know George has had some hits he's uh, had uh, always the love songs with uh, Eli Young band real fine place to start um, Sarah Evans so um, George kind of brings that different influence in there you know he's more the old school influence yeah George had some hits back in the 90s and so I I like writing with all different spectrums new guys like Rylan and Bryce and and the older guys and so kind of who I've been. Who have been working with?
1: And I know you're uh, back and forth, back from Columbus down here to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Just to,
2: to yeah, you know, I've, I've been, I've been commuting. Um, my fiance is a nurse, and she's uh, going back for her uh, RN. And uh, she, you know, right now we have just got to kind of make it work because she's doing that up there. She's in school up there, and so I literally at four o'clock every Monday morning I drive down here and I punch the clock. You know, Monday through Thursday as a songwriter. And taking meetings and do what I have to do, and I'm either out touring on the road on the weekend with the band, or I'm back up in Ohio and Columbus, so just kind of burning the candle at both ends, but I love it, you know. I, I can't imagine, you know, going to a 9-to-5 job anymore, you know, that's not songwriting. I love to be able to get my coffee and come in in the morning and create music and do what I love, so
1: yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's a gift. It yeah, for it sure. Is. And I mean, I think some of that, this, the going back and forth and stuff makes it mean more when it's there. It does because someday that'll be
2: a story that I'll tell at CRS. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Up on a stage uh, about the, the the early mornings in the and the Starbucks at 4 a.m. Uh, to get down here and and the trips where I drove down and drove straight back to come back down. <laughs> um, that that'll all make it that much sweeter. And uh, I think you know the artists that have had to go through that, who the guys who've been doing it for five, six, seven, ten years, um, when they get there, it's it's they appreciate it. Yep. And they're thankful for it, and I think that helps sustain the career a lot yeah. when you've been through that kind of stuff because um, you've earned it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: All right, guys, Lee's going to play one for us. Lee, thanks so much for doing it, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is a new song, exclusive. Just wrote this a couple weeks ago. It's called A Love Like That. <laughs>
0: Sing time, watching the ending. So it's a wonderful life. So many times I thought I had slipped through the cracks. Now, everyone deserves a love life. Every minute, every memory, every heartache from my past. Every time I told myself this won't be my last. You get in your car and drive, put on your cable, punch that clock, and start seeing my But I want to thank you, cause you won't really my and a love like this, I don't have to go. Every Yeah Every time I told myself I this won't be my last one.
1: thank you yeah absolutely dude. guys thank you so much for listening uh, thank you Lee for being here absolutely and uh, we appreciate it guys give us a follow tell everyone where they can find you on social media yeah you guys can
2: find me um, leegantofficial.com um, you can find all my tour dates and everything on there uh, also if you want to follow me on social media Lee Gant Music it's L-E-E-G-A-N-T-T with two T's out there music um, on Twitter Instagram and Facebook
1: Man, thanks so much for taking some time. I know you're busy down here. and I Oh, can't, absolutely, man. Yeah, can't wait to see the uh, the, the next project. Yeah, for Give sure, me. and I can't wait to party with y'all out at Country Concert. Yes, Country Concert, Fort Loramie, Ohio, one of my favorite events of the year and one of the things that helped make Raise Rowdy, Raise Rowdy. So. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this is Nikki T, we will see you in the front row.
0: All this place, so much into space. And I was friends trying to forget It was that bar when we first met Memories keep coming back they slowing down I hate to say But you ruined